0: Having that psychological safety of an emergency fund is vital to your financial wellness, which is vital to your mental health and has just so many follow-on effects. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes you think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself, and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora, kia, ora, kia ora. and welcome back to another episode of the 1UP Project, I am have had a coffee, if you haven't been able to tell from that, whatever that was just then. Today we are talking emergency funds. Emergency funds have to be one of the most vital and core parts of a sound financial house, if you listened to my episode with Glenn James the other week about sorting your money out, or just solid financial foundations. An emergency fund is... It has to be at least number one or number two on that list for sure. So let's talk about what an emergency fund actually is. It is essentially an account that you have with a certain amount of money in it that can be used for anything urgent like an emergency of course. So it's cash that you have sitting there that you don't use for anything else except emergencies and we're going to talk about the different parts of that and where you should keep it and how much you should have and all of that. So I want to start us off by telling a little story about when I had to use my emergency fund At the start of the year, I moved out of home in about February, I hardly did any preparation for moving out of home, I was really ill prepared, I just sort of made that decision and decided to go with it, Uh, but conveniently, a week after moving in, I spilt an entire glass of water on my laptop keyboard, like literally just straight onto the top of the keyboard. In that same week my podcast mics also stopped working which was really inconvenient because I had to make a decision about whether I was going to replace it with the same ones or buy new equipment and it kind of only made sense to upgrade which meant I was spending a lot more than I thought I was going to Uh, and I needed that equipment like ASAP because I had to record a, a podcast that week and then I ended up delaying it and it was just a huge disaster in my mind, <laughs> but thank God I had an emergency account, because I was able to cover the expenses of, Expenses of that literally straight away, and it was at no dent to like my living expenses, especially since I'd moved out, it was a massive shock, uh, and massive dent in terms of how much money I was able to spend, like discretionary income I had to spend on myself, and other things, so it was very lucky I had that money there to be able to replace my laptop, and to buy new podcast equipment, all in the same Week that did set me back for a while in terms of refilling that emergency account, but it was there nonetheless, and I did count that as an emergency because, for me, the podcast is like just a non-negotiable, important thing in my life that I have to get done, and my laptop I also need to to get my work done and get my podcast done, so. Those were things that I needed ASAP and I wasn't going to wait or borrow something at someone else's until it happened. For you, an emergency might not look like that at all. An emergency might be solely things like medical or vet bills or car bills, things like that. And the beauty of it is that you decide what that looks like for you. Uh, So an emergency is going to be different for everyone. Why would you need an emergency account? Well, as I was saying before, it should be the first thing you do when starting your savings journey. It really is a vital part of having a solid foundation, a solid financial foundation. You need it, in my opinion, before anything. Before investing, before saving to travel, before putting money towards literally literally anything else you want to have the security of an emergency fund in case something goes wrong throughout the time that you're saving for something else so another common question that kind of leads off that is do you pay off debt or do you get an emergency fund first you may not be able to prioritize both at the same time it would be good to do that but you know Also, if you can't, which one should we be prioritizing? And I used to say that it's better to just pay off the debt first and then get an emergency fund. But I take that back. I've changed my opinion. And now I think that it's so much more important to set up your emergency fund first before you go into paying any debt. And I think it would help for me to explain what I mean when I say debt. So I'm not talking about home loans or student loans. I'm talking about consumer debt. So this is credit card debt. Uh, overdraft or buy now pay later so after pay lay by etc ultimately you can do whatever you want with your life <laughs> but my recommendation is to start with the emergency fund first and the reason for this is because if something happens between now and you paying off the debt completely it'll cause you to go back into debt again which will just be so incredibly demotivating and frustrating and there's, there's nothing worse, this actually happened to be just last payday, I got paid and I instantly had to put like $300 of it towards fines that I hadn't paid off yet because I was procrastinating and it was honestly so bad, I ended up doubling the fines because of my laziness. If I was already in debt, can you imagine the dent and the setback that would have caused for me. Despite the fact that I have to work on my laziness and paying my fines when I get them so they don't double, having the security of an emergency fund there is so good because I know that if I was really struggling to pay for things that week I could have used my emergency fund to just cover that. Fines aren't necessarily an emergency but if you are running week to week sometimes you need to create that space for yourself and when I say space I mean that room that flexibility to have your own kind of cash flow where you can go into your own personal debt of cash and then come back out of that on the next pay so it's like having an overdraft for yourself but for emergencies right so people get overdraft and then they'll take out of the overdraft and they'll pay it back and they might go back into overdraft and that's how you're kind of living well think of having an emergency account as your own personal overdraft so if you need to you can dip into that and then you top it back up again but at least then it's your own cash and you're not going into debt to fund your lifestyle or your emergencies you're just taking out of money that is already yours So set up the emergency fund before paying debt and before saving for anything else. I'm doing this at the moment because I'm moving to Bali in a couple of weeks, which is very exciting. So before I even got started with that travel fund, I made sure that I had an emergency fund set up. You know, of course, if things get a bit rough, I can dip into this while traveling. But the point is that I have it there if something goes wrong, but only my, in air quotes, savings, my travel savings... Are solely dedicated to travel. So it's a very mental thing because it's like, okay, well, maybe I only have four grand to travel, for example, but I have five grand in my emergency account, which I'm not going to touch, but if I needed to, it's there. So it's just that sense of security as well. If you feel like you can't afford it or you can't prioritize it, it's probably something you need even more. It might mean that you have to increase your income through side hustles or negotiating your income higher for a little bit in order to pull together uh, that money for the emergency account. I, I do think it's probably the most important account to have and I would check out... Two of my recent episodes, I did one on side hustles and one on negotiating pay if you're interested in trying to increase your income. They were both in consecutive weeks, probably like two weeks before this episode. So definitely go and have a look at those if increasing your income is going to have to be a part of creating this emergency fund. But as I was saying, having that psychological safety of an emergency fund is vital to your financial wellness, which is vital to your mental health and has just so many follow-on effects, having that security within within your money. And that control, that sense of control, in my opinion, is so important to feel confident uh, with your financial situation. So if you can, emergency fund before debt. And then how much should be in your emergency fund? There are two general rules that I've heard the most since talking to financial advisors and experts in this space for the last almost three years now. The first one is that you can start with a thousand dollars so just a flat amount of one grand to cover any unexpected things that pop up like as we're saying car bills or vet bills and you can always increase this but if you're looking for a minimum amount just to get started a thousand dollars is the recommended amount. The next amount that you could consider having and and that I like to have because I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to that security around money. This is three to six months of your expenses. So not three to six months of your income, but three to six months of your expenses. So for me, for example, if we're looking at my pay and my financial planner, I'll see that each fortnight I'm spending around $900. So that's $450 a week on average there are 12 weeks in a three month period. So $450 times 12 weeks equals $5,400. And I need to have that at a minimum to cover three months of expenses. So if I lost my job because of COVID or an upcoming recession, if I needed that money for something, I know that I have enough to cover three months of expenses. So the more the merrier, of course. But at the end of the day, anything in your emergency fund is better than nothing. So if you have a thousand dollars, stunning. And if that's what you can manage right now, amazing. If you can manage three to six months of expenses, then you're going to feel a lot of control of your financial situation and will probably be more likely to do things like invest or uh, grow your money because you have that security of cash sitting in your bank account. And speaking of cash, where do you put this money is a really, really, really important question. So Your emergency fund money is not something that you want to invest or have in a term deposit unless you can get it out quickly. So the idea is to be able to access the cash within 24 hours, but ideally, in my opinion, instantly. I personally will only keep my emergency fund in an account that I can access instantly because I really need that security of knowing that I can get it then and there if I need it. Some people don't mind having it in an account like a term deposit where there's a bit more time. In order to pull it out but I suppose this leads on to another part of the conversation that is are you someone who can't be trusted with your money if it's sitting there in an account will you just spend it that's another risk of having your emergency accounts sitting with the rest of your finances I think if this is the case try and keep it with someone who you trust obviously and is ideally with the same bank so that they can just transfer it through to you if you need it Obviously, you'd also want someone who's quite reliable because depending on the person, you might not even get access to them within 24 hours. So yeah, pick your person correctly if you're going to do this way. Otherwise, keeping it on hand is key. The other one is keeping uh, having an account that you can access straight away with a separate bank that you don't really use so that you're only logging into that when you actually need the money for an emergency a lot of personal finance and to be honest a lot of life in general personal development it comes back to knowing yourself which only comes through trial and error and if you're listening to this podcast you're already procra- <laughs> proactive enough to take the first step in changing things for yourself and so that's amazing It's also important to motivate and support our friends and family to do the same thing because often they might not feel as comfortable and feel like really scared to start that journey and get over that initial hump and bell curve of sorting out your finances. But the most important thing to encourage people to do and to do for yourself is to get to know yourself. And that doesn't even have to start with money, that can start with personal development, that can start with literally anything, travelling. Anything that puts you outside of the norm to get to know yourself better is going to help you in all areas of your life and the financial side of things being one of them. Like I'm a huge believer that this whole thing is an ecosystem, it's not just one, one part of it. If you put that money in a term deposit and you're comfortable with potentially not being able to access it for 24 hours or more, it will be pretty good because you'll be earning more interest on it, um, but there's of course that risk of the longer withdrawal period, so it's something to consider as well. The thing that I've just been talking about within that little spiel, the definition of that is the word liquidity. So if you hear people online using jargon like the word liquidity, it just means how fast you can turn that dollar figure into real cash. I kind of think about it like literally turning a solid to a liquid. So maybe this is, this is actually where it came from, the word liquidity. I don't know. Probably not. Let's be real. But Potentially. So imagine that you have a stack of $100 notes, you have a stack of $100 notes frozen in an ice cube. How fast can you turn that solid ice to liquid so you can get the money? If you're using a hairdryer, it's going to be a lot quicker than just breathing on it, right, with your hot air. So in the case of this example, the hairdryer is a normal bank account because you're going to be able to pull that money out instantly and a term deposit is your breath it's going to take a little bit longer so which one do you want in the case of an emergency and that is the liquidity of your cash. So make sure you work out the amount you need to put into your bank account to get your goal emergency account so remember for me that was $450 a week if I can't put you know that towards it would take me three months to get those expenses if I was putting the exact expense amount into my account each week but that's probably unrealistic for most people so halving that, putting it in quarters and then working out how long that's going to take you to get there is going to be a great exercise in order to motivate you, increasing your income through side hustles or selling stuff is also going to help you to get that up a lot quicker and then setting up an automatic payment into that account so it's mindless, you don't think about it, really really important to do this. If you usually have a little bit more discretionary income, think about you know living below your means and lowering your own cost of living. And then of course, if this is harder to manage, that's when you wanna look at increasing your income. So to sum up the things we've spoken about, start with an emergency fund before consumer debt, right? So you wanna get that emergency fund, either $1,000 or three to six months of expenses in an account before you start tackling consumer debt. I mean, ideally both at the same time, but it's probably gonna be kind of unrealistic. Then making sure it's liquid, it's easily accessible and then that's it, you're good to go. Make sure you see my episode from two weeks ago that I mentioned on side hustles and the one before that on negotiating pay if you are interested in increasing your income and then I have a whole heap of other episodes on just budgeting and saving and making the most of your financial situation if you scroll back through. If you want any suggestions, just let me know, flick me a message on Instagram. And otherwise, I look forward to chatting to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I can't wait to just keep doing these. I always forget how much I miss solo apps until I do them. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that the OneUp Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice, then please seek advice from a professional.